On today's all-new episode of Ian Hates Music, we talk A Day to Remember, Ice Nine Kills, Five Finger Death Punch, Destroy the Runner, and so much more. Also, album reviews. We're reviewing Crystal Lake, Sienna Skies, Bring Me the Horizon Orchestra. It's some really good stuff here. And the question of the day. Did Jackson let Ian down again with his breakdown from the past? We'll <gasps> see right now. And welcome, everyone, to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. I'm Jackson. I am very excited for this show today, Jackson. I don't know about yourself. How are you feeling today? I'm doing amazing. How about you, Mr. Ian? I like to hear that. I do like to hear that you're doing <laughs> amazing. Mr. Ian or amazing? Both, actually. I'll take, I'll take it. <laughs> Mr. Ian hates, though, to you, if you could. Oh, I'm so sorry. Excuse me. I don't know. I think that would take up way too much time. Mr. Ian hates. Yes, I think that takes <laughs> way too much time. Excessive. Tell you what, since we've got so much stuff to talk about, why don't we get right to news? <music> Hearing that segment change gets me so jacked up. I'm just like rocking out, <laughs> loving it. The, tip of the, the usual headbang. I would imagine people are doing the same thing. Before I got on the show, I remember I always did. Whenever I would hear the song at the beginning, I was like, okay, okay. It's time <laughs> Just to go. head banging. Yeah. And we still have new music coming, too. We have a whole... I know. That's the best. Yeah, ton of stuff. So, you know, 2017 is going to be something else, that's for sure. Anything's better than 2016. Except for music-wise. We can at True. least say that. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. We'll go over that a lot more, you know, towards the end of the year, beginning of next year. But yeah, for sure. I just forgot. I forgot about that. We're we're gonna have to be doing a end of the year episode pretty soon, where we explain all the all the best albums and stuff and letdowns. I'm trying to think of the best way to do that because I don't want to be like hack other shows. You know what I mean? If we do that, we're just the same as everyone else. We're definitely gonna do gotcha. letdowns though. Letdowns because I don't <laughs> think many people do that. So we're gonna do letdowns oh. for sure. <laughs> Letdowns is like that needs to be an Ian Hate staple. Everyone needs to tune in to be like, oh, fuck the best albums. I want to hear the letdowns. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Juicy the, stuff. We've talked about so much good music. We try not to talk about the bad music. So that would be the time to actually do that. I agree. All right. Well, why don't we get started with some bad music right away, Jackson? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a good one. Okay. Thank you. Sure, I'm down. So, Five Finger Death Punch is continuing to do their tour, even though their lead singer, after the charade that went down last time, caused him to become, you know, kind of like one of those things that are happening now with singers, which is strange. They're becoming mentally ill and having to actually seek medical help for it. And it looks like Five Finger Death Punch's singer is another victim of that. So, we got Phil Labonte of All That Remains is going to be taking over for him for the remainder of the tour. Now, it really does suck to hear the singer, but at the same time, he has a lot of support. All the bands on the bill are totally behind him. Phil Labonte from All That Remains is behind him, and it's good to see that the band is still trucking. Yeah, I think that's the thing. It's very difficult to make fun of him, because I really just want to make fun of the music. I don't want to I make fun of did. him in general. Now, this has happened before in the past. He's had instances of this. I hope that he gets the help that he needs. And personally, 
even though, like I said last week, I wouldn't be at a five-finger death punch show. But if I was, I would like to see Phil do the songs more than I would ever want to see Moody do it. So I'd be completely fine with this because I like All That Remains. I do too. So they, I'd be like, jam. hey, I'd be like, throw out that stupid playlist you've got there and why don't you play some All That Remains? <laughs> why don't you play Just some Overcome? That in there. All right? Yeah. Oh, man. I feel like that would be a really shitty thing, and I feel like, you know, <laughs> but I feel like Phil Labonte of all people, it, it's, it, and it even said that he's done this before. I forgot what other band he's done this for. It said it in the article. Kill Switch. Oh yeah, Kill Switch. Mm-hmm. So first of all, that's great that he knows all the words to all these songs. I know oh, yeah. I couldn't be able to do that. Right. But um, at the same time, it's like it also brings quite a lot of publicity to all their remains too. No, absolutely. So no, it's, it's, it's a good and bad. They have like seven more dates and even by the time we record this it might be less so it's not like he's doing a full like 20 city 30 city tour but it's nice that he's able to help out for the last ones and that way bands like shine down who's out on tour with them and stuff they don't lose out on money right because of one individual exactly so hopefully he gets the help he needs hopefully it's real you know hopefully this yeah. is a whole play oh my gosh, or, that yeah. would be awful i don't know that would be really shitty <laughs> yeah would you be surprised if he and if we found out that it was all a hoax absolutely not really oh yeah i, I definitely I would, would not either. no not at all the only thing i still want to find out which i still haven't found is whether the people in mass that went to the show the one that he cut ridiculously short did they get a refund at all i doubt they did that sucks yeah it really does i don't know it's just a feeling i really don't think they did could it be more than a feeling Oh, okay. It starts early. <laughs> it starts early. It starts early. First news segment, and we already got to kick it in. Damn straight. <laughs> well, maybe he'll recover, and everything will be great, and this will never happen again. Hopefully, and it really sucks because the weird thing is that he's not the only one who is admitting into mental illness. And, you know, it sucks to say, but we're even going to talk about it again. This seems to be a thing that's happening now, and it's really weird and it kind of makes you think, is this something that people are dealing with now? Or is this something that people have always dealt with but now feel open to talk about it? What Jackson's talking about is Amity Affliction drummer Ryan Burt has to exit the band's current European-UK tour citing mental issues or mental health issues, however you want to say it. So they have a backup coming in to cover for him, and the band made a whole statement about how... It's good that he's going out and getting help and that they're 100% behind him. Like Everything's all good on that end. It's not like there were any major band problems or anything. But it does seem like a lot more people, like you were saying, Jackson, a lot more people, I think, are being open with this. And I agree. I don't think it's a rash of something new. I think it's just people deal with this stuff all the time and then you just get that breaking point. And I guess now it is also much more easy to come out about it, you know, due to social media and just I feel like bands are more, way more open now in recent times than, you know, back then. Because you, you never really knew what was going on with certain band members or, or even barely even knew what they looked like unless you went and saw them live back in the good old Dizzy. But <laughs> now everyone can openly talk about, you know, what's going on. And, you know, it, it's, a, it's a good thing, though. That they're open about it and it shows that they're not just just because they're on the stage making music, making everyone happy doesn't put them on this pedestal to where they're not like normal people. And this will help 
fans of Amity Affliction, fans of Five Finger Death Punch, fans of Real Friends, you know, be more open about their issues and go seek help, which is what Amity Affliction put in their statement that they made sure they emphasize, you know, this is one of many victims who go through this and everyone should go seek help when this stuff like this happens. No, absolutely. And I think just to jump on that a little bit as well, first of all, Amity Affliction have been very open about the things that their singer has gone through, that their unclean vocalist has gone through in the past. I mean, a lot of their albums are about, you know, his failed suicide attempt and all that kind of stuff. So they've definitely been very open about it. I think the other thing to talk about with mental health issues, too, in the case of bands and people out in the spotlight, is you can't hide it anymore. Everything's out there for everyone to see. So before, where you might have been able to get through some shows and then you can kind of be private and you don't have to worry about anything, you can kind of get your mind straight, whatever you have to do to feel better, now maybe you don't have that chance anymore. I agree. It almost has to make people be more honest because you can't hide anymore. Right, and then you you could just be putting off a bad image that people just don't get exactly what's going on and start putting labels on someone who isn't presenting what the label that they're given is. That's a possibility. I wish all of them the best. I don't wish that kind of stuff on anyone. So let's nope. hope everyone gets better and comes back to the music scene and gets to continue making the music that they love to do. I agree. All right, let's move on to something a little bit more happy, you know, a little bit more <laughs> upbeat. Much more. So everyone knows one of my favorite bands is Ice Nine Kills. We talked about them again last episode where we went through the concert that I went to. We did a whole review and we had mentioned that on that night that we recorded the show that they were supposed to be doing a special announcement. Now that didn't actually come out until the day later when they had said they were going to do it. It was like a day after that. And it turns out that they are re-releasing Safe is Just a Shadow. But it's more than a re-release because they re-recorded it, I guess. Now, I'm not exactly sure why. (laughs) That's the only thing. I'm not exactly sure why. For once, this actually helps me because they are doing a special five-show limited series where they play the entire new re-recorded Safe is Just a Shadow, and they're calling it Safe is Still Just a Shadow Tour. And it's all these ridiculously small venues. So I already have my ticket to see them in Peabody, in like a VFW hall or whatever it is. Like it's a ridiculously small. It's like when I saw Motionless and White in a VFW hall. Like you would never think it would happen, but it did. Wow. Did you hear the People Under the Stairs re-recorded version? I did. What did you think of it? I liked it. I did. It, It definitely sounds different than what they used to sound like, but I have mixed feelings about it. Sure. Not the song, just the whole, you know, album in general. Right. Um, I really like the album a lot, but I don't feel like it's necessary to re-record it. I could understand doing a tour over it, mm-hmm. but I don't think it needs a re-recording, if you ask me. Now, don't get me wrong. When I heard the People Under the Stairs re-record version, it was great. Um, It does sound better. It sounds way more put together. It sounds way more clean. It definitely sounds more modernized to the way they sound now. And that's great. But when I'm listening to Ice Nine Kills, let's say when I'm, you know, a much older person and I want to go back to their old stuff, I want to hear the transition of how they sound. You know what I mean? Sure. So I wouldn't even want 
a re-recorded to even exist to be like, well, this is when they did that. And this is when they redid that. Right. And then this is their newer stuff. You know what I mean? I like it, 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 I feel like it's unnecessary. Am I upset about it? Not at all. Am I happy? I'm super stoked for it. I, I'm, I'm going to pick it up, obviously. Right. And I'm going to jam it. And it's an awesome thing. But I just don't feel like it's necessary. Yeah, I can completely understand that. And for people that don't know, Safe is Just a Shadow came out in 2010. And that was their first full length, if you don't count the pop punk screamo one that I had talked about a, a yeah. while back. That If you don't I've count that, which that. you can't find, by the way. I'm going to have to find a way to get it to you, Jackson, because I have Please it. do, because <laughs> I've never heard that. But so Safe is Just a Shadow was their first full length. Now... I went ahead and I listened to People Under the Stairs, the re-release, and then the original. I honestly didn't hear that much of a difference. Like, you can tell that they kind of made it a little bit more like every trick in the book, kind of, mm-hmm. the production-wise and everything. That's what they were trying to do. But it's not that different from Safe is Just a Shadow. So I'm not exactly sure, just like you said, why they're doing it, because are they skipping The Predator Becomes the Prey? Because that's what they did. That was their next album after that, and then it's every trick in the book. So are they going to re-release that one next year, too? I feel like it would make more sense if they did than if they didn't, just because they re-released the first one. And that's what I mean? Well, for me, and look, I'm a huge fan of Ice Nine Kills, but I can definitely tell you, and I'll get your opinion on this too, Jackson, but (laughs) Safe is Just a Shadow is more on the same track as every trick in the book compared to the predator becomes the prey the predator becomes the prey is the outlier in ice nine kills discography i agree so i don't know why you would re-release safe instead of just doing predator like i'm not sure why if this is just like a holdout just so they can go another year and then do a new album like it makes sense like every trick in the book came out a year ago it's not like it was two or three years ago. They have plenty of time to make a new album. Yeah. You know, usually bands do take about a year, year and a half break and then get started on the new album and release it. For them to do a re-release kind of makes you think like, man, so does this mean we're not about to get an album for a year and a half after this re-release? It's possible. But look, I'm not going to complain about a band putting effort in and wanting to give entertainment and content to the fans. Like, I'm completely fine with it. I'm going to get the album, and I'm sure I'm going to enjoy it. I hope there's some new material on it as well, but I don't know for sure. I feel like if they do, that would make it a, that would make a lot more sense, Right. if you ask me. Oh, for sure. At le- even if it's just one track, kind of like what Mayday Parade did with that Tales, yeah. Tales by Dead. Tales Told by Dead Friends? Or, yes. Yeah, something like Tales Told by Dead Friends, yeah. Right. And then a great point that you brought up in the... Oh, thank you. This is going to be the third version we hear of The Greatest Story Ever Told. Which is one of the greatest songs ever, so... Right. And it is, but I don't know if the same goes for you, but I think it demeans a song when you keep redoing it. It's possible. For me, the only reason why I'm not writing it off is because I like both versions so far. I mean, I agree, and... I mean, it's like I said, I'm I'm happy that this is happening, but I feel like there's a reasoning behind it that we don't know about. Who knows? Maybe they want to get out of their label contract. Ooh, you, you that would wanna? suck. But they were fearless, correct? Yeah, but you never know. Oh, well. 
Either way, we'll be jamming that when it comes out, and yeah. we'll obviously review it on the show. And I'm gonna review the show that I'm going to because it's gonna be fucking awesome. That's so. Ni- when is it again? Yeah, I think it's right after. So this re-release comes out January 6th. So I think this uh, is like right after that. Oh, cool. You yeah. got your bundle? Yeah, I'm thinking about it. This is this one I don't have yet because I literally just bought so much Ice Nine Kills stuff that <laughs> I should probably wait. Like when I went on the recent tour. I bought like the flag and I bought a shirt and I bought like a bunch of other shit too. So they're probably a band that I continually support. So I should probably spread the wealth a little bit more, you know? <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> and also, I'm sure they'll be having most of their stuff on the tour when you go see them anyways, like the bundle stuff. Exactly. And they're not they're not gonna need my pre order because I'm gonna pick it up there. Gotcha. Yeah, it's not gonna be a problem. Plus, chasing safety is gonna be there too. And their new album mm-hmm. comes out in January as well. So that should be good. Sounds good. Sounds good. So there we go. Okay. So that's a little bit happier news. Even though there are obviously some questions that go along with it, I'm still happy because I love the band so much. I completely agree. I'm super stoked for it. All right. Next bit of weird news here. Very weird. Is that King 810 are banned from one of their shows in Chicago, one of the venues there due to excessive gun and weaponry images or weapon imagery, however you want to say it. You know, anyone who listens to the show knows that I've been plugging their limited engagement tour where they're doing like four or five dates this, you know, coming up in like a week or so. So every week you've heard about this. So this is one of those venues, apparently. And they canceled on them. They gave a, I guess it was an email to their management Mm -hmm. saying that people from the outlying area of the venue we're saying, why are you allowing this band to come and play here when they have guns and they use violent imagery and blah, 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 blah. So David Gunn of King A10 did a little video, a very small, very short video saying, hey, we don't normally publicize this because this has happened before and normally we take the shit for canceling, basically. But we wanted to bring this to everyone's attention since we're only doing some dates and just say that, look, this is not our fault, but this is the band. This is who we are. We have guns, and we deal with guns on a regular basis. So that's our life, and that's what we sing about, and that's what our you know, our culture is, basically. And we're not going to back down. So I appreciate that. I do, too. But um, you can see the side. We'll get into it. I can see the other side of things, too. But I appreciate a band being honest. Yeah, um, this band is very honest, and I do appreciate very highly the fact that they showed even the email mm-hmm. of what they were sent telling them, you know, we can't have you at the venue. Right. You know very well that with everything that's going on in 2016, if they just said the show's canceled, boom, that's it. Everyone would jump on them, think they're backing out, and with the rep- reputation that King 810 has... They're not the kind of band that looks like they'd back out of anything. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I'm not kidding you. If I had to, out of every band in the world, if someone said, I want you to build an army, who would you take to battle? fuck yeah. I would say Dave Gunn. Like, (laughs) first instant choice, and then it would take me 20 minutes to think of the rest. Yeah, maybe some Slipknot. Maybe that's a good (laughs) question. We need to bring this up at some point. But you are absolutely right. I love their music. And at the same time, it sucks to cancel them because before they were confirmed to play there, obviously Chicago knew 
right. about what they are, what they do, what the show is going to be like. So they should have never given the chance for fans to get their hopes up in the first place. Right. I agree with them not being able to play in Chicago due to what's going on in Chicago and the whole gun violence and everything. I agree with the call, but I don't agree with the timing of the call. Sure. Like it, it. I feel like it was a good decision to not have them play, but See, they gave the fans a really big amount of time to get their hopes up, probably even buy tickets and everything, and then get let down right before the show. And I feel like that's wrong. I feel like if you waited that long, you just gotta let it happen. Sure. And I think that's where I completely understand why, especially a city like Chicago, if I'm not mistaken, has the highest gun crime rate of any city in the United States, I believe. You are not mistaken. You are correct, sir. Mr. Ian hates. But, <laughs> but here's the problem, though. They're letting other concerts go on there. They're letting other things that incite. If they're saying that King 810 incites violence, then they are going to have to start canceling lots of other shows that are going on in Chicago. See, that's the thing. This is one venue saying one thing, but that doesn't mean that they should be the ones that have it taken out on them. And maybe it's a little different because apparently, and I didn't know this, but apparently King 810, from what I got from that video, I guess they have carry permits. And they, That's exactly what I was going to bring yeah. up in a second, asking you <laughs> right. if you knew anything about that. Because it feels like they all hold guns on them while they're performing and everything. That's what it sounded like when he said, and look, I really want to have them on the show. Like, I've reached out to them. They're another Roadrunner is a tough one to get people to come on smaller shows. Like, we're a so big strange. show. We're a big show in the scene, but we're still considered a smaller show. Like, we're not AP. We're not Tattoo.com. You know what I mean? Like, I think they just had an interview with Tattoo. Believe me, I would have an amazing time, and I would talk about anything with these guys. And this would be one of them. I'm assuming, based on what he said, that they are strapped while they're <laughs> while they're actually playing, which which actually makes a little bit of sense. If you remember when we reviewed their album earlier this year, mm-hmm. actually they didn't have a supporting tour for it. Nope, they, no, they did not. They didn't go anywhere. So that might have to do with not being able to carry in certain states and everything, because I'm pretty sure they would never be able to play in Boston because Boston's extremely strict with gun carrying laws and everything. Yeah, you could see why, you know, high population area plus, you know, the whole thing of the Boston Marathon. and Way before that, Boston has always been ridiculously strict with guns. Mm. It's just the way it is. And certain cities are. New York is very, very strict with guns. A lot of the very high crime cities, and this is a completely different debate and, and stats class <laughs> thing, but a lot of the very high crime cities have the strictest gun laws. But <laughs> I think that this is interesting because... He brought up the Paris attacks and he mentioned that nothing like that would ever happen at a King A-10 show (laughs) because they'd be firing back at them from the stage. And there is there is some like you can go ahead and you can debate that both ways as well. But there is something to say about that, because a lot of times when there's a terrorist or or a shooter, they're cowards. You know, they're doing it for attention. They're not doing it because they want to get in a gunfight with someone. They're just looking to kill innocent people and get their name out there. So if someone shoots back at them, most likely you wouldn't have the carnage that you've had in other you know, major shootings. Because once someone fires back at them, they're probably running. 
They're not going to stay and stand their ground. That's not going to happen. They're cowards. They're pieces of garbage. You know what I mean? I was about to say they're pieces of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking assholes. No, seriously, I can't. You know, we're a music show. We don't have to be talking about this stuff. But I can't. As a media show, I would never say the names of any mass shooter ever on the show. I don't even like saying the Boston Bomber because I hate giving those pieces of shit any credit for anything. And I truly believe, and there's been lots of studies done in this case, that the reason why they do this is because of the attention. And if the media stopped giving them attention, this stuff wouldn't happen anymore. I can see that. That is, it is true. And it sucks because one side is you don't want to give them attention with the media, but then again, you want to tell everybody about it so that they are, you know, aware of things that are going on and, you know, to be on the lookout for suspicious people oh, and things like that. No, I completely agree that you should be able to warn people. I also think you should be able to tell people an instance that happened, but I don't think you should glorify their name and I don't think you should be searching for their motive because their motive is always the same. And it's it doesn't matter attention. what motive they had. It's the action that took place. Exactly. You know, the motive to a crazy person is always right in his mind. It doesn't matter what his motive was, either whether it was for his religious, you know, things or whether he was just pissed or who knows what it was. Someone wronged it's, him. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's never right to do what they do. So, yeah, I don't want to give them any attention whatsoever. That's why I'll always hate Rolling Stone. And people who know the show know how much I hate Rolling Stone. I will never (laughs) buy any of their magazines. I will never click on any links. I will never cite any story on the show that is based on Rolling Stone. Because fuck (laughs) them. Fuck them all. Yeah. Fuck them all. Fuck them. So anyways, so they had to cancel the show, obviously. They're not going to do it. But I just thought it was interesting the reason why. Because I don't think I ever see that normally. No, you really don't. And... I think we could both agree that they are strapped always. I think so. I Once again, I want to say allegedly because I don't know for sure. I, I feel like that's the reason, the main reason why I got canceled, to be honest with you. Like, I feel like there's a lot of people who are uncomfortable knowing that the people on stage are loaded. You know what I mean? It's absolutely possible. I feel like that's what makes everyone uncomfortable. I'll tell you what, though. If they were ever around any area I wasn't doing a show, I would definitely go. I don't care. Oh, yeah, same. I yeah. would love to see a, K- a King 810 show. I feel like that'd be like, like there's nothing like it, I feel like. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think now, especially, because I think during these limited engagements, they're going to have an orchestra with them or something, too. Ugh, that's so sick. Exactly. And we're going to talk about another band that did something similar to that. So we'll get to that. Shh. We'll get to that. <laughs> well, why don't you take us to the next one, then, Jackson? The saga continues. Boom. Victory Records appeals to a data remembers lawsuit victory. Now, in recent articles that we've read, we actually finally learned the whole math and everything that went behind the whole situation regarding the money that the both parties were going for. Data remember at the beginning was actually shooting for six million dollars and Victory Records was shooting to win nine million dollars out of the whole situation regarding if they won. Now, the counterpart to that was giving a day to remember $4.2 million instead of the $6 million that they went for. Right. Yeah, they're, they're being a lot more open with everything now, and I'll pull up the numbers even more here now, but that was the, the big picture. Yeah, they have to be more open with it now since it went to court. Right. So 
the $2.8 million out of the $4.2 million was just royalties and interest, while $1.2 million was related to claim over incorrectly withheld reserves. Ian, do you know what that means? Because I do not. Yeah, I think they were supposed to hand over money that they didn't. Yeah, gotcha. I think that's literally it. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's it. Like they had money in their reserve tank. You know what I mean? They probably hold back some money for artists so that if anything happens, they can like divvy it out. And they probably right. incorrectly told them how much money, like that there was less money there than there should have been. Right. So for being an asshole, they had to give a day to remember $1.2 million for that certain thing. That's a possibility. Yep. I can't actually read off of that website because that fucking website keeps on playing some weird sounds in the back that I can't get rid of. So I'm pretty sure we can stop it there because I'm pretty sure there are going to be more reports coming out as this continues. I completely agree. So let's move on to Avenged Sevenfold news. I don't know why this is coming out. I guess they want to stay relevant since the stage came out, you know, that now Mm -hmm. they're just doing interviews and (coughs) Shadows came out and did an interview about the drummer change that they had because they got rid of the drummer in Hail to the King. And now, like we had mentioned before, they've got the guy from or was ex-Bad Religion. Mm -hmm. And basically, he's just saying the same thing that everyone thought he was going to say anyways, right? Like, I didn't read anything extra really into that. Like, they're a band that didn't feel like he was part of the group. And they were going to do whatever they wanted. And he didn't always want to do what they wanted to do. Yeah. I mean, there's really nothing much to this. It was just another situation where he didn't fit in. Uh, The drummer felt the same way. So they moved on and they grabbed the ex-Bad Religion drummer. I mean, and that's really all there was to it. This is kind of really old stuff, but I guess, you know, like you said earlier, with the whole new thing of the stage coming out, everyone wants to talk to them, and they're finally being able to answer more questions, I guess. So, you know, this kind of stuff makes headlines. I guess the only thing you can kind of look into things if you wanted to was, so the guy's name is Brooks Walkerman from Bad Religion. He's their new guy, mm-hmm. and obviously he's older. You know, he played in Bad Religion. He's older. <laughs> yeah. They mentioned they have respect for him, and he's a great guy, and he's great beat around. When you say things like that, you're sometimes assuming that they didn't have respect for the other guy, and he wasn't a great guy to be around, and all. You know what I mean? When you go off on all these great things about the new drummer, you're assuming <laughs> that it's the opposite for the old drummer. Right. You're talking about the things that the other guy didn't have. Right. I think Shadows even kind of mentions it. It's got to be hard for a new person to come into a group that have been doing this for so long. It's almost like in real life, if you're going to date a woman, you would probably rather her be divorced than widowed. Uh, You know what I mean? And I think Avenged Sevenfold is always going to be like that too since the Rev passed away. No one's ever going to be better than the Rev to them. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not something, I mean, that's something they probably think about every single day. Yeah. You know, even when they're making new music, that is always going to be something that goes into consideration, something that they're missing. Right. You know, anyone can fill a spot, but no one will ever be able to fill, you know, the chemistry gap that they had. So, yeah, I think that's just what it is. And I think they're trying to take away news that that Greatest Hits album came out. <laughs> so. Oh, gosh. Because they don't want any money going to that whatsoever. Oh my gosh. If, if you look at that album on iTunes, it's awful. The reviews is like a one and a half star. Yeah. And every single review 
just says, do not buy this album. This is a cash grab. Do not buy this right. album. This is a cash grab. Like everyone is on the same page. Everyone knows, yeah, everyone knows. to not get this, that this is just a total asshole move of a, you know, of a record label. Yeah. Because you know what the title of their greatest hits album is? I forgot what it's called, actually. It's called Waking the Fallen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yep. I need more credit for that, Jackson. The you only thing. Like an ex-wife. <laughs> You just want to take and take. Damn straight. Not that I know anything like that. But <laughs> oh, yeah. You're 21. You have two ex-wives. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> you do live in Texas, buddy. Don't forget. All my exes live in Texas. Damn straight. So I did take a look at that Greatest Hits, by the way, on Spotify. And I just, yeah, it's all crap. But then they have the one redeeming quality, I'll say, is they have Walk. They have the cover of Walk on there. Mm. Everyone's heard that already. It's nothing new, but it's a damn good cover. I'll give them that. It's not enough to buy or listen to that album, though. That's a big thing coming from you to say, I'll give them that to Avenged Sevenfold, because I feel like you've been on the hate train for them big time lately. <laughs> um, I think I gave a fair review to the stage. It wasn't awful. It wasn't. That's what I mean. I think <laughs> I think the review was fine. Look, like I said, I have a lot of Avenged Sevenfold albums. I just don't like the direction that they went in. That's all. I gotcha. I gotcha. All right. Enough talking about them, though. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> Let's talk about a good band. Ooh. AFI. They are ah. coming back and doing a tour as well as having their brand new album, The Blood Album, which is coming out on January 20th. So I believe that they exclusively released their brand new single, Aurelia on Spotify, and then they also have another track that we had completely forgotten about on the show. It's called White Offerings, and both of those are going to be off the Blood album. But what I'm excited about as well is they're going out on tour, and they're coming to Boston to a relatively small venue, too. Really? Yeah, so I'm pretty happy about that. Uh, yeah, I didn't get to hear the White Offerings track. I That one must have slipped under my radar, or all of our radar, actually. Well, why don't I play a little bit of Aurelia? Hit it. That sounds about right. Yeah, it sounded good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing what it's like. I mean, we'll definitely have a review on the show for sure. I actually don't think I've ever seen AFI live. I know I haven't. So this will be cool. And when does uh did and when does it say the new album comes out? The Blood? January 20th. Yeah, I can't wait to review that one. I'm stoked. Absolutely. So that's one tour that we wanted to announce and obviously talk about the track. But let's also talk about another tour. That was announced. Now, Jackson, I'm pretty sure the last time we spoke, I mentioned I never have to see Mayday Parade again. Didn't I say that? You did. It turns out that's not true. It is not true. They're doing another 10th anniversary show, and this time for my favorite album of theirs, A Lesson in Romantics. So how can I not go? Yeah, if... This is a must-go to. This is everybody's favorite album, I feel. Oh, well, of course, it's their good one. 
Oh. Don't do that. Don't do, oh. don't do that. <laughs> I should have known that was coming. But um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. And it's going to be really cool because this tour actually lands on the So What Music Fest. Oh, okay. And it also tells me that Knucklebuck is going to be there, which So What has not. Knucklepook. Knucklepook. Yeah, I forgot. We got to start calling him Knucklepook now. And you should buy that t shirt and then wear it <laughs> to the concert. Yeah. <laughs> Because they will be pissed. Oh my gosh. I would, I, f- I feel like someone should do that. Like, seriously. I wonder if it's already even happened. I bet you it's happened at almost every show they've been to now. Oh my gosh. I forgot what the shirt that it says. Canoe Poop. Everything is something. And I can't remember. Everything is so phonetic. Oh man. Everything is so phonetic. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> you know, I bet you Jared Alange made a lot of money on that shirt. Probably just because of the hype itself, the drama. I kind of hope he did. I'm still half and half on that story. Really? Well, because it's the same. My opinion didn't change. I think they reacted incorrectly to it, but I also understand why a band would want to get money for their own t-shirt than have someone else do it. But then I know they did it as well, so I completely understand. Believe me, it's just... It's one of those things where now they probably hurt themselves more than they thought they would because now people like you would go out and buy the other shirt just to spite them instead of buying I'll be honest. I honestly wouldn't spend money on the shirt because I don't care for it. But it did make me think of Knuckle Puck in a completely different way than I used to. Right. And I know I'm not the only one. Well, we'll see because I will be seeing them for the first time. Oh, Oh, wait, no. I saw them at Warped Tour. Forget it. So we'll see I'll how it goes. I'll be seeing them at So What, and I will be bragging with all the other great bands I'm going to see at So What. Look, the only reason why I'm even going is because I need them to play, because I've never heard them play it live. I need them to play You Be the Anchor That Keeps My Feet on the Ground and I'll Be the Wings That Keep Your Heart in the Sky or whatever. That song's so <laughs> fucking good. It's the longest <laughs> title of anything ever, but yeah. it is a great fucking song. That whole album is just perfect. This is one of, to me, this is one of the best album cover tours I have witnessed. Well, not, I haven't seen it yet, obviously, but that I've heard of. You know what I mean? In the future, it's the best one you've ever seen. (laughs) I think it's time for new songs. Yes, yes, it is. Let's do it. Let's hit it. Come on, come on, come on. All right, new song time. So first thing we're going to talk about is Destroy the Runner. They actually have two new tracks out on their brand new EP called Void. That's coming out actually next week. So we'll be going over that. And a long while back, I had brought this up because they haven't been a band for a while now. Their last album was in 2008. And then they did a Kickstarter to do this EP. Now, I was a big fan of of their last album was called I Lucifer. Very, very good. So I'm looking forward to this EP to see where they are. And they have two tracks out right now. On Spotify, you can listen to End Transmission. And on Lamb Goat, you can listen to Underwater. So I'm going to play a little bit of End Transmission for everybody.
I wanted to leave that going. But that was <laughs> that was a good track. I completely agree. I really, really like the new music they're putting out. The only iffy part I had was the take, 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 take. It sounded like the You song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that was about it because I've been a fan of, of Destroy the Runner for a while now. It looks like they picked up where they left off. So I'm happy about that. I was really enjoying the drumming in that too. So I'm looking mm. forward to this. Yeah, me too. One thing I really like about the new tracks and really just the band in general, I don't know what it is, but I really, really like their clean vocalist. I don't know why. But oh, he's very I good. I feel like, yeah, every clean segment that they have is always super catchy and really good to hear. You should listen to I Lucifer then. Okay. Yeah, there's some really catchy fucking stuff there. Gotcha. So let's keep an eye out for that and ear out for that because we're definitely going to be talking about that on next week's show. Next up, we got Vada Wave with the song Escape, which is going to be off of their next EP, Out of Body, which comes out December 9th. So now, same time as the story of the yeah, runner. I think there's a lot of actually albums coming out December 9th, isn't there? Uh-uh. Oh. You're incorrect. Sir. Anyways. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'm always incorrect, ain't I? Mr. Ian hates. <laughs> Pretty much, Mr. Jackson. <laughs> Anyways, uh, great track. I actually really liked it. This was actually the first song I've ever heard by Vada Wave. Is that a surprise or is that okay? No, I think that's normal. Okay. They have yeah, two tracks right now. Oh, okay. Well, then I don't feel as bad. I didn't do the research. I just, you know, heard the new song and I was like, well, I actually really like this. No, I, I didn't know the female fronted band either. And I feel like they're one of the good ones, if you ask me. Let me go ahead and play a little bit of Escape. So my only issue is this song sounds completely different than the other track that they have out right now. And mm -hmm. from what I've read about them, they're not a rock band. They're more of like an electro pop band because the other track, I don't even know if it has guitars in it. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I didn't hear the other track, so I wouldn't be able to tell you. But if that's so, then probably not a band I really want to get into. We'll give it a chance. Like, let's give it a listen. But... This is Quinn Allman, formerly of The Used, and then also that woman, Megan Joy, from American Idol. Now, the only reason why I know that is because I read about it. Otherwise, I'd have no <laughs> idea. But I guess they're married, and it's just uh, them. You know what I mean? It's just them doing it, so everything else in this is produced. It's all programmed and everything. So I'm not sure I'm going to like this as much, but I'm going to give it a chance. Because I do like when they get into the actual guitars and they get into the chorus of that track escape i like it but there's also like a minute plus of instrumentals and then they get into it and then there's another spoken word part at the end and then they go back into it so they're just being like experimental electro pop very spaced out too little, little you know just a tad bit unnecessary spacing yeah they, look they're doing what they want to do obviously this is what they want, so that's fine. We'll give it a chance. I just don't know if this is going to be for me. Yep, I agree. All right, now let's move on to a band that I am very excited to see again because I didn't know if I was ever going to get new music from them. 
and that band is Dead by April, and they have their new song, Breaking Point, that I want to play a little bit of. So look, I'm a big fan of theirs. I just am. <laughs> They're Swedish metal, and I know they put in a bunch of like electronic core stuff, but they are so <laughs> fucking catchy. I don't know what it is, but that whole My Breaking Point chorus, I don't know what it is about it, but I fucking love it. I really like the track, too. The thing I like about it the most is I really like their screams. It's It kind of gives you that like old-school metal core vibe. Sure. I don't know if you get the same feeling. Like it just reminds me of how bands used to sound, but in the best way possible. And I really like that about them. I think their screaming is really, really good. I'm glad to hear they're back. Their clean vocals is really good. And like you said, the breaking point thing, super catchy. Trust me, you're not alone on that one. Okay, good. So I'm glad they're back and I'm glad they came back with a song like this. Because hopefully this will bring a lot of attention to them and get their get them out there on the map. How much do you know about Dead by April? Not too much. The only thing I knew was the whole Swedish metal band and things like that, but I never actually gave them a listen. I've always just heard about them, you know, kind of in the scene, but I haven't heard about them for a long time. You need to go ahead and listen to their self-titled album that came out in 2009. Okay. It's so damn good. And it's a full album, not an EP? Yep, full album. Here, I'll play a little bit of the song Losing You. See what I'm talking about? I just saved the whole album onto my phone while you were playing that song. Well done. Got to, it's on iTunes, so everyone check that out as well, because I'm glad you recommended me that. Absolutely. Well, hey, that brings us to the end of new songs, so I'm oh, pretty she... sure that brings us to tours now, right? Yes, sir. So it looks like we have some of the old-time regulars that we've talked about for a while now. you still got Senses Fail. They're doing the Still Searching Tour in its entirety. They're going to be with Counterparts, Movements, and Like Pacific. You've also got the 
August Burns Red 10-year anniversary tour for Messengers. They're going to be with Protest the Hero in Hearts Wake and 68. That starts in 2017. I believe the Census Fail one does as well. I don't think they're out right now. Then you've got the King 810 doing limited engagements, not in Chicago. Very limited now. Yeah. Hella chuggy (laughs) pop punk tour with Bad Case of Big Mouth. That's probably almost done right now. And I know that Bad Case of Big Mouth released an acoustic version of one of their tracks today as well. So you can go check that out. Palisades and Siler, A War Within. And by the way, so A War Within is going to be out this month, December, as well as January. Please, they got their fucking car stolen. That really sucks. They lost like thousands of dollars worth of merchandise and everything. So look up A War Within, Spencer D. Maybe. We'll have a link in the episode description if you can help out with the GoFundMe that would be great I mean not only are they friends of the show but Spencer's been putting his life into this band and through tons of crazy stuff that's happened this year to them he's still going strong and still wants to make music so please help them out if you can then we've got the funeral portrait and famous last words they're still out on tour right now and I have a special announcement about the funeral portrait coming up later on in the show. (laughs) (laughs) Then we've got some brand new tour announcements coming up right now. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That was almost done. That's where you're going to find me at the The End Is Here tour. (laughs) Ha 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 thank you. No 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 I'm not letting that one slide. That was awful. Tell him to go. I'm I'm done with him. Now you're just rubbing it in. I got it. I I see where I stand on this show. I totally understand. Is that from fourteen oh eight? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> but it works to say we've only just begun to use okay, yeah yeah <laughs> i can't believe you kept that shameless uh, plug go to ian hates movies and see his review of 1408 it was pretty sick everybody check it out boom go Woo! well done jackson very thank nice you, thank you. so i will be in the mosh pit for the end oh. is here tour which is featuring falling in reverse ian's issues, favorite band <laughs> issues Motionless and White and Danger Kids. I haven't heard that in a while. I broke down and bought a ticket. I couldn't Already? help it. Oh, yeah, I had to. It would sell out probably. Oh, yeah, probably where you're at. They're going to be at a bigger venue, so maybe it won't. I don't know, man. I Look, I just have to see Motionless and White because I think it's right after their new album is going to come out or like right during when the new album comes out. So <laughs> how can I pass up on that? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that that's a must-go show. I mean, I know Falling in Reverse is going, <laughs> but I know Motionless and White Issues and Danger Kids will kill it. Yeah, well, have you listened to Danger Kids? Yeah, I like Danger Kids. I do. Yeah, it's it's weird what they did. I, I don't even know what's going on with them. Yeah, they, they released an album and poop, they fell off the map. Yeah, they completely disappeared, which was very strange. And it was good, too. Yeah, I like that album, too. So, yeah, maybe we have to talk about them a little bit more. And especially I'll have a review for when I see them live. But this is like in February or March. I don't even remember. But you can all get your tickets now, I believe. I think it's completely on sale. They're doing a whole nationwide tour. But yep. 
there is a band in there that's one of the letdowns of 2016. But we'll talk about that when we actually do it. What? Come on, you know, you know the one. No. We're, not, we're not going through it right no. now. We're not going through it right now. I don't agree with it. Well, then you're not the smartest person. <laughs> Ouch. Wow. That that hurts. Anyways. Well, knowing your taste in music, I now I get it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next tour. Now, you should be excited for this one. Are they coming near you for this tour? Yes, I am going. There we Me go. Me and my buddy are buying tickets very soon. I'm planning on going to this one as well. This is Moose Blood, Trophy Eyes, Boston Manor, and A Will Away. All of them are going out on tour together. So that yep. should be fun. That is going to be very good. Uh, I, I really like Moose Blood and Trophy Eyes and Boston Manor. They all released really good albums this year. So they did. Super stoked for that. Absolutely. And lastly on our list, this is actually a long list of tours because if you count Mayday Parade's tour, which pretty much goes on sale this Friday, and then also Ice Nine Kills tour, that little one that they're doing, and then AFI, there's a ton. Yep. But this is the last one for this list. It's Old Wounds. They're doing a headlining tour in 2017 with Exalt and Seizures. And we did a review for Exalt, and I thought that was a pretty good hardcore album there uh, that they put yep. out this year. And I would really love to see Old Wounds live. Yeah, same here. And actually, I forgot to mention, I recently bought my tickets for the for today Norma Jean Silent Planet Fit Free King O Sleeper Show. Dude, I thought you already had those tickets. No, I didn't. I just got them. <laughs> you were in danger of missing that show. I I was very in danger. The show is next Sunday. I know. Or but, by the time this episode, yeah, still yeah, next Sunday. Next, yeah, it's still next Sunday. But <laughs> if you had, if it had sold out, you would have been able to go to Funeral Portrait and Famous Last Words instead. So, yes, but that would have been a pity concert, and I would not have been happy. You should be happy, but I will tell you why later. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Shh. All right. Well, I think that puts an end to everything for tours right now. So why don't we get to our favorite part of the show? Let's get to reviews. <laughs> that's the best. I'm sorry that that will always be in my heart. That that's a that's a jam. Damn straight. So Jackson, I'm gonna say something that I haven't said for a couple months, maybe. This is an awesome lineup of reviews we have today. Yep, I agree. We haven't been able to say this since October seventh. Did you really look back to that? Was that how long ago yeah. it was? That's awesome. October 7th was a highlight of the year of album releases. Was that Famous Last Words? Yeah, Famous Last Words, I think, released actually the week before October 7th. Okay. But October 7th was the, you know, Mothership, Dance, Kevin Dance, Transit Blues, Devil Wears Prada. Oh, right. Fit for a King. Uh, oh, my gosh. There are so many more. I completely forgot. I remember we did like seven albums that episode. That was pretty killer. I remember that one. Okay. Yeah, I we had to like tear through those. I just remember you and me going off on how great Famous Last Words was for like 30 minutes that one time. (laughs) (laughs) That is definitely one of the best albums of the year. Absolutely. That's what I have to say about that. 
No, for uh, sure. It's one of the only albums that came out this year that I still constantly go back and listen to. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I look, I have a playlist full of like all my favorite albums, just all randomized. So mm-hmm. I've gone through a lot, but it definitely comes up multiple times. There's no doubt about that. But right, yeah, well, like you were saying earlier, though, this is a great lineup. Yeah. Let's start with Crystal Lake, True North on Artery Recordings. So, Jackson, what did you think of this album? I fucking loved it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I loved every single track. I actually never listened to Crystal Lake before this album. Okay. But, you know, besides the singles that they released and yeah, stuff like sure. that. Because to be honest with you, when I got on the show, it opened me to a lot more music. Yeah, you were terrible before. And I was. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, like I didn't know a lot of the smaller bands. I really didn't. Sure. But I'm so glad, you know, great opportunity to be on the show and be able to learn more. Yeah, Crystal Lake is a band that is officially on my radar. This new album, True North, is amazing. They are so talented. They're like, it's not just their vocals. It's just their guitar work, their drum work. You know, the sound that they make to me is a perfect metalcore sound. Like, this is what I want. Sure. And to me, the highlight track is True North. I don't know what it is, but out of every song on that album, even though every song is good, True North to me is my favorite song. Okay. And it's kind of weird because they have so many different songs on here that are completely different than the other. Right. But it still all mixes well because we've said that about many albums, but they don't mix. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like it doesn't seem like they found their identity, but they found a way to have every song sound completely different, but still make it all correlate. And I am so happy that I got to hear this. This is an amazing album. And I don't know if you agree, but to me, the song true North sounds like a mix of era and the ghost inside. Yes. I can definitely hear that for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And they toured with The Ghost Inside. They even did a cover song when the initial incident happened with The uh, Ghost Inside where all the proceeds got donated to them and everything. So that was really cool of them. Yep, that that is really cool. And, you know, great album. So glad for them. Let's do some of the initial stuff now as well. So for people that don't know, and I don't think you knew this then either, is the that... The Japanese thing? Well, they're definitely Japanese. That's one thing. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Obviously, they sing in English, but they've actually been around since 2002. Did not know that. They're big time in the scene in Japan. Now, the time that they made their their big splash, if you want to call it, in North America was when their album The Sign came out, and that was last year. That was when that one got a more wide release in North America. So that did well for them. Now, what I was worried about, and I, you can go back to the episode where they released Omega for everyone mm-hmm. to listen to. Now, for me being experienced in Crystal Lake, I knew what they were all about. I knew what they were going for. I was worried that they weren't stepping out of their comfort zone, that they were not stepping out of the pack of metalcore bands. And then hearing True North, the actual album True North, I can say for a fact that that is absolutely not true. And they really went for it on this album. You were absolutely yeah. right when you were talking about how almost every track is different. There are actually there are influences not only metalcore here, but there's new metal, there's alternative, there's even some pop rock in there. Like they really mixed it around, but it works for them, which is yeah. strange. You know what I mean? Like it works. It does. 
the only the only criticism I have for this album is that it's short. Very short. That's the only thing. But you can also look at it as a good way that you actually want more from them. Yeah. No, you know it's I mean? true. Sometimes when, you know, a band will release an eight song album or nine song album and it's shit and it feels like a 20 song album yeah. because, you know, it yeah. just sometimes when things feel horrible, you know, they feel long. This is one of those things where it's like it's so good. And then when it's in, it's like, damn, man. Exactly. And for me, True North, the actual title track is not my favorite track on the album. I like it a lot, but it's not my favorite track. I kind of go back and forth between Hatred and ah, Six Feet yes. Under. I stick to their metalcore roots on those two tracks. I really like them a lot, but they go through a lot of different changes, and I can listen to this entire album front to back. The only thing that I skip a little bit is the instrumentals. That's really it. And I was kind of surprised that they're on the album with how short it is. Yeah, with 10 songs, you usually don't do an instrumental. And basically, there was almost 11 songs yeah. with an instrumental if you're going to throw one in there. And there are almost two instrumentals here. Yep. So that was the only criticism that I had for this. Otherwise, I think everyone should be taking a listen to this because I think by being different, they're leaving the mark on the scene. I couldn't agree anymore. Yeah. Definitely diverse, different than The Sign, you know, different than their last album as well. But yeah, I was a big fan of the drumming. I was a big fan of all the different vocals because there was the, like I said, pop rock clean ones to mm -hmm. the low growls to the higher screams to the standard scream. It was just, it was all there. And I think it all went very well. At least for me, I don't think a lot of people expected this band to do that i know i didn't it's to the point where it even sounds like there is a different vocalist for every single song and there's not and yeah <laughs> that's the crazy part right. and, and they just mix the cleans and the screams and the lows and the highs i mean they mix it all up so good there mm -hmm. is no choppiness this is it's a near perfect album i don't you know it's not to the point where i say it's a perfect album to where it's the best album of the year or anything like that but it's a near perfect album for like their league or their standards to where I can't point out almost any mistakes at all. I think also what makes this album good is that, like I said before, it makes you want more. So you know mm -hmm. that Crystal Lake is going to be on people's minds when you hear that there's a new album from them or hopefully they get to come over here and do a tour. And then you know we're going to be like, we got to go see Crystal Lake live. Yeah. I completely agree. And, you know, it's, you know, very hard for bands from other countries to come tour here. Unfortunately. So they're going to be must-go shows. Yes, absolutely. So on a extra little note on this one, too, I will be releasing very soon because I just got it back. I was given the opportunity to have a written interview done with Crystal Lake. So I will have that out to everyone very soon because I just got it back because they were offered. I offered to do the show with them, but I don't think they could do it, you know, based on their schedule and being in Japan and everything. So I got to do a written one and I got to ask now my favorite question that I'm going to ask bands as much as I can. And this is the Ian exclusive. So if you steal this, if I see these <laughs> on other interview things, I'm going to know it. But I ask being a touring band, what is your plan when the zombie apocalypse happens? Oh, my God. <laughs> So now if you hear that or you see that, you know that's an Ian Hates exclusive, which means someone's ripping me off. 
Yep. Get them in a chokehold and ask them where they get their information from. Yes, we know everyone, they're something. Everyone should do that. No, no, no. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> we have to. It's like Deadpool. Don't do that. No, do it. No, don't, don't, don't do it, Jackson. Do it. Do it. <laughs> oh, man. So anyway, but I was really happy with this album. And it just wasn't what I was expecting. And I think that's great sometimes. And I think it really worked. And it's an album that I'm going to continue listening to. It's an album that I'm going to continue to promote and tell people about. Because I think it really, really opened me up to more of this band. Yep, same here. So once again, that's Crystal Lake. The album name is True North. And the label is Artery Recordings. So next up, we got Sienna Skies releasing a darker shade of truth off of In Vogue Records. Ian, tell me your thoughts on this album. First off, some background. They are Australian. Okay. Ooh. If you didn't know that, we're talking about a lot of foreign bands today. Actually, all of our reviews are going to be on foreign bands. I just realized yep. that. Now, also, I had forgotten when we were talking about them when we did the two, when we did the two tracks that they released, I had mm-hmm. forgotten that they have a new singer. So from the last album, the reissued one, that was with him, this singer. But before that... Is it that, singer or screamer? Well, actually, they have a singer, or at least in Divided in the music video, they have a singer and a screamer, and I'm pretty sure the screamer is new. Then it's... Yes, you're right then. So that's always hard for a band to start over like that. So I am very impressed as well with this album. Yeah, me too. Um I thought this was going to be my favorite release out of the ones we're covering, but Crystal Lake has them beat just <laughs> a slight much. I mean... I didn't know it was a competition, Jackson. It's not, but I made it one. You did. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know what it was. I, I was really looking forward to these two albums. You know, we got foreign bands, both, you know, facing different situations, and you love hearing... You know, these kind of stories. And I really, really liked Divided Mm -hmm. by Sienna Skies so much that I had the highest of hopes for this album. That is true. I like, I'm not kidding you. Divided is one of my favorite songs of the year. I'm in love with that song. Now, the whole album is very good. It's nowhere on the level of Divided, I will admit. Okay. But I feel like I'm not doing it justice if I just keep comparing it to Divided, so I'm going to stop that in three, two, one, now, boom. <laughs> well, look, I think you have to give the same or similar praise that you gave Crystal Lake to Sienna Skies as well, because a lot of these songs are very different from one another. Yep, Divided that's exactly is, what I was getting yeah. to, and it's great. Yeah, and I enjoyed that a lot too, because they were able to slow it down on certain tracks here and not follow that basic formulaic metalcore screamo type system they actually did like two softer songs in a row there's no place like dot 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 and then it goes into another softer song that's almost like half instrumental in clear eyes but then it builds to like this tension building crescendo and it's really really cool like that actually clear skies might be my favorite track on the album like, I just love that whole end part where they just build to the screaming. Like, I really like that a lot. But that's how diverse this album is as well, is that they can go back and forth between a song like Misunderstood to Divided, where Divided barely has any screams at all. And then it goes into When Mountain Meets Man. And when we talked about that, 
last week because that was one of the tracks that was released. They start mm-hmm. that song out with, blah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, <laughs> it's hard. I always love that shit when they do that. I don't know why. It's just hilarious. So I think this album is very diverse. And for me, I think favorite track on this album for me is probably Corporate Cross. Uh, that, that, yeah, that one and the, I can't, I can't say the exact name, but it starts with a P. But um, yeah, Corporate Cross, that one that starts with a P and then Divided. Palliative? Me, yes, that one. Those yeah, to me are like highlight tracks. Yeah, it's really good. I love, I think if I'm not mistaken, the line from Corporate Cross is, what's that old nursery rhyme where you do the hand thing and it's like, here's the steeple, here's the cross and here's the people, open it up and he goes... And fucking rescue the people. Oh no, I have no idea. Oh, you you've never heard that I before. Heard that one. Well, no. it's like here's the cross, here's the steeple. Open it up, and here are all the people. And it's supposed to show the people that are in church, but obviously uh-huh. they change it to add fucking and also the word rescue the people that are in the church. Because once again, this is one of those anti-organized religion songs, right? And I think what gets me about this album that I enjoy as well is I think on this one where I might not have heard it as much in previous Sienna Sky albums, I think you hear a lot more emotion and passion in this one because it doesn't seem to me like they're doing a concept album on this and I could be wrong about it. It seems more that they're just singing about things that are in their lives. Yep, that's exactly what it looks like. And 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 it's like you said, they pour emotion into almost every single song. Every yep. song is a doozy. Because you can say the end track, separated hearts and once again this is 10 tracks so this is on the shorter side as well but i think the track lengths are a little bit longer oh yeah but separated hearts which i believe is featuring jt woodruff from hawthorne heights if i'm not mistaken as well yep yes it is in that track you could say this is another generic i'm away from home and i'm traveling and i'm not with you song but yeah you can tell how much passion is in it and how well it's written, the way that they're doing it, that it's passable as a good song. Like, you actually enjoy it instead of saying, oh, no, this is another generic, the metalcore band decided to, you know, or the screamo band decided to break it down soft for this last track. You know what I mean? Right. So I enjoy this a lot. I like this album a lot. Yeah, me too. I Like, like we said earlier, this was a great lineup of albums. For sure. So once again, that's Sienna Skies with the album A Darker Shade of Truth on In Vogue Records. So now, lastly, this is something that you won't be able to get on Spotify or I don't think you can get on Apple Music unless you pay. Bring Me the Horizon have released their Live at the Royal Albert Hall where all the proceeds go to the Teenage Cancer Trust, which is very cool. Now, I got to go ahead because I had pre-ordered this like a long, long time ago My physical shipment is not here, but they did send me the HD quality episode of the film version as well as the concert version. So the difference is the film version has behind the scenes scenes spliced in Mm -hmm. (laughs) to the whole movie. So it's over an hour and a half long. And on last Friday night, I was worn out and I just wanted to stay home and do nothing. And I put this on. And I watched every second of it, and I was absolutely blown away. That is really good to hear, and I really wish I could have seen it too. I mean, I only got to see, um, you know, Happy Song and the Oh No version. Sure. 
But just from that, I can only imagine the atmosphere and how it felt looking at the whole thing, you know, consecutively. If people didn't know, if you've never heard of this, this is the live version of when Bring Me the Horizon worked with an orchestra. And it was at Royal Albert Hall, which is a relatively classier place to begin (laughs) with. So then add in the orchestra. The whole setup was really, really well done. And I have the track listing here for anyone that doesn't know, because they also put this out on album as well. So you can get this live album too. You don't have to just get the video or the Blu-ray or DVD or anything. So it's an overture that goes into Doomed. Then they have Happy Song, Go to Hell for Heaven's Sake, Avalanche, It Never Ends, Sleepwalking, Empire, Throne, Shadow Moses, True Friends, Follow You, Can You Feel My Heart, Antivist, Drown, and Oh No. So that's a great lineup. Yeah, that's a fucking great lineup. The only thing I was disappointed by is what song do you think I was disappointed that they didn't play? Don't tell me it was one of the ones from their first that counter bus. No, no. I wasn't like they should be playing <laughs> Chelsea Grin or something. No, no, no. No, no. Uh, um, from Sepaternal. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, Sepaternal? Yeah. Oh, uh, Sleepwalking? Did they do that? No, they did that one. Ah, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. The House of Wolves. You know what? I thought you said that. Nope. I wish I did because I was waiting for it. Look, I just, I'll never get over it. And when you die, the only kingdom you'll see is two foot wide and six foot deep. I would have loved to have heard that with an orchestra. I just would have loved it. Yeah. By the way, when you do end up seeing it, because I'm sure you will end up seeing the video, multiple times he makes them do a wall of death in, really? in Royal Albert Hall with an orchestra playing. <laughs> like it is. What? During which song? There's a couple of them. He might have even done three of them or so. So I don't remember exactly what songs. <laughs> what? But it was it was significant. It was significant. I was blown away. Like, seriously, I got chills. I got chills watching this. It was so well done. And it just added to albums that I already enjoyed. And maybe that's the point. Like, maybe if I didn't like Bring Me the Horizon and I saw this, I'd be like, ah, this is shit. Like, what do I care? But right. liking the albums already... And then getting to see them do this like added like another level of emotion or passion to the music as well. And it was just really cool. I thought they did an excellent job of filming it as well, capturing all these different moments and did a really good job. The only disappointment, you know, besides that one song that I didn't get to hear, which it's never going to happen that they're going to play every song that every person likes. It just doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah. But there were still fucking people holding up their cell phones during the show Uh, and that pissed me off it's like you're going to get this they announced that they're going to do the hd versions of this why is your phone out yeah see that's a different that's one of those circumstances where it's definitely not necessary yeah it's just absolutely not necessary whatsoever because you're already going to be on like they did a lot of crowd shots of like the people in the front and everything like perfect (laughs) versions of them they can easily see themselves there's no reason to have your fucking phone out But nothing's perfect. But I will tell you, though, it's one of my all-time favorite live videos now ever. Wow. I'm surprised they did It Never Ends. That's my favorite song by them. It's a good one. So I'm really glad they did that. I really want to see that done. Yeah, no, you definitely have to check this out. And this is one of those things where I think I can definitely go back and watch it. And it's one of those things where I can also have the album on front to back as well. Like I think it was done that well. Oh, cool. That's... 
that's badass to hear. And, you know, also, you know, all the money does go to charity. So yep. that's, you know, a great thing as well. And I'm really glad they pulled this off. And that's for all you people out there that have not gone ahead and pre-ordered because obviously pre-orders started like March of last year or something. It's ridiculous. It's been a long time waiting for this, but you can still go and buy it now. And I believe the money still goes to Teenage Cancer Trust. Right. I'm, I'm sure it does. I don't see them as the band that would keep that. Right there for me, clean sweep. Clean sweep of awesome, awesome albums. In fact, I would say... All these albums are pretty glorious. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you know what? I agree. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> so next week, right now, the albums that I know about are ones we've actually already talked about. It's Destroy the Runner with Void, which is self-released. We talked about Vada Wave or Veda Wave, however you want to say it, Out of Body that I think is also possibly self-released. And then we talked about this band last week. Zayo has the well-intentioned virus, which is also self-released. And that's everything coming out on December 9th that I know of right now. We might add some more if we find some, but that's what we got right now. All right, let's move on to Breakdown from the Past. Just to get a good review in your magazine, but you're mistaken, my friend. Take a self-righteous poser, wannabe writer, candy-ass pencil. Shove it up your ass! Shove it up your ass, you punk! Shove it up your ass, Jeremy! Shove it up your ass! So review that, Einstein! What do you got for me tonight? <laughs> I hate the way you say that. <laughs> All right, so today I have a band called The Air I Breathe. Oh, I know Have them. you heard okay. of them? I have. I have indeed. Yeah. Okay, great band. I can't believe I haven't actually done this one recently and I've been needing help, but this is a very good band and I recommend everyone jam the album Great Faith in Fools. This, to me, is a must-hear album. I recommend everyone go check it out. They actually released this in 2011 um they had their farewell their farewell tour about three years ago and i'm pretty sure they're a jersey band but to anyone who just wants to now get into them i recommend the tracks you listen to are deliverance vultures and the awakening those are three highly recommended tracks go jam it and yep so i got the air i breathe why don't we play a little bit of deliverance right now Dude, I completely forgot 
that they had any clean vocals whatsoever. Really? You thought they were just straight up hardcore? I did. I completely forgot because I was looking at the album cover and I was like, oh, I know this band, but I had completely forgotten about them. Well, that's what Breakdown in the Past is all about, ain't it? Well, Breakdown from the Past, not in oh the Past. Oh my gosh. See, I can just never get anything right. <laughs> it's true. Ungrateful, Ian. Gosh. Well, I don't know if that's ungrateful. I'm just pointing out, you know, <laughs> but well done. <laughs> I might have to go back and listen to them some more because it has been a really long time. That I do good, Ian. Better. Better. Did I get an Ian hates thumbs up? Um. No, never mind. I don't want it. You get an Ian hates. Don't say participation, Ruben. Oh, your generation loves that shit. <laughs> All right, here you go. Here, this is this is for you, Jackson, because I know how hard you work on this stuff. See, there you go. Look at that. I like that better than the thumbs up. Thank you very much. I, I knew you would. See? <laughs> I know you better than you know yourself, Jackson. Aw. All right, so you're all good with that breakdown from the past then? You know what, Ian? Mr. Ian Hayes, I think I'm good with that breakdown from the past. Well done. Okay. Well, now on to my <laughs> breakdown from the past. This is a band that I have brought up on the show before, but I don't believe has ever been done as a breakdown from the past because I was trying to get them on the show and then they disappeared. So, Aww. yeah, maybe someday still. But we're talking about a static lullaby. Do you remember them? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I was a big fan for a long time. They actually, it's one of those bands where they started pretty damn early in around like 2001, 2000, somewhere around there. And then they had four full length albums that spanned from around 2000 to 2008. The second album isn't really that great, but the first, the third, and the fourth one, the first one and the third one are amazing. Let me show you one of their most popular songs first, and then I'll show you what they turned into in the third album. A star up in the sky, a poem to the dead, let this mistake bring a vivid crystal to her eye. So drain out my lungs before the fluid brings a choke. I cannot inhale the sparkle of your voice. Jam. I know, right? I love that. So now, <laughs> let me play. So that was a shooting star that destroys. Now, I'm going to play you a little bit of The Art of Sharing Lovers off of their self-titled that came out in 2006. So the track that I played originally came out in 2003. This one's 2006, so three years later. Why 
Oh my goodness. I just want to keep listening to that. <laughs> Damn it. That's when you know you got a good breakdown from the past. I just want to continue Too many jams, listening. so little time. It's very true, man. It's very true. So, all in all, check out A Static Lullaby. Pick your favorite. They go through a lot throughout the years. And there's really nothing really terrible or anything. It's just that second album is pretty well known to not be as good as the rest. So maybe you'll find something in it that you enjoy. That always happens. But I would definitely recommend the first album and the third album. No, yeah. No, just from what I heard there, I mean, that sounds like some really good shit. Um, And plus, yes, you do know when you got a good breakdown from the past when you just don't want to stop the music. Yeah, you just want to keep on going. But we have to, Jackson, and I think that means it's end of the show time. So a couple of announcements before we get out of here. Number one is by the time this episode gets out, I will have had the newest Ian Hates Music Conversation Edition with the band Alteris, returning friend of the show, Alteris. They are back, and this time we get to talk about way more. We get to talk about how they signed for Revival Recordings. We also get to go track by track on their re-released album, Grief. And let me tell you, it is a really fun conversation to go through all of that. So that is out right now. Make sure you go listen. Let me know how you like it. Let the band know how much you like them and help them out and support them because they are really damn good. Second announcement, surprise announcement, is that in order to celebrate the new Funeral Portrait album that's coming out on December 16th, A Moment of Silence, I am going to finally have lead vocalist Lee Jennings on the show. That's going to be sick. Not going to lie. <laughs> I'm true. really excited to hear what that man has to say. Because, you know, with a band like Funeral Portrait, there's a lot that goes into their music that is very different from everyone else. So I can't wait to hear his standpoint on music. No, very true. Very true. And I can tell you that A Moment of Silence is an amazing album. So look forward to that. I have <laughs> Jackson is flipping me off because I have already heard it many, many <laughs> times, and it is awesome. So I'm letting everyone know now, you should go ahead and pre-order that album because, once again, those first week sales are so important to artists. It really, really is. So make sure they know that you're out there and that you love their music, and that's the way to do it. That's the best way to support any band, but especially the Funeral Portrait right now. Boom. Exactly. So now, (laughs) we'll have way more announcements coming up as time goes by, but I think those are two really big ones, really good ones right there. But for now, thank you all for listening. Thank you all the haters out there. Jackson, thank you for being on the show as well. No problem. All of the links of how to support Ian Hates Music is going to be on the description of this episode so we don't have to go through everything. The one thing I do want to ask, though, is if you have time and you like the show, please go to iTunes and rate five stars. You don't even have to use iTunes. You can just go there. So even if you're listening on Stitcher or Google Play Music, if you're listening on ianhates.com, it doesn't matter. Just sign up for iTunes. It doesn't cost you anything. And then give us five stars and leave a comment, and you'll be entered in our contest to win merchandise that we're working on right now 
but it does really, really help the show. Even though we get really big bands on the show, we'll get them <laughs> on the show because we'll become even more popular, and that's how things work sometimes. Please do that. It does help us out quite a bit. So, Jackson, do you have any final words for everyone? But yeah, that's pretty much it. I had a lot of fun talking about today's show, and I hope you guys had a lot of fun listening to it. And I will leave you the way I always do, long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. So goodbye to you, You're the road.